Hey there, teacher friend. You're listening to episode 44 of the Teacher Time Podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by Sarah Marie of the Stellar Teacher Company, and she's sharing how literacy routines can prevent end-of-the-year chaos. Sarah Marie has over a decade of experience working as a classroom teacher and school administrator. She is now CEO of the Stellar Teacher Company and a literacy specialist passionate about helping elementary teachers around the world grow their students into lifelong readers. Sarah's mission is to make teachers' lives a little easier by providing them with endless encouragement, effective strategies, and engaging no-fluff resources. Sarah is also the host of the Stellar Teacher Podcast, where she loves to share her favorite literacy tips each week. I know that you're going to love listening to this episode and using the invaluable tips that she shares to make sure that you are thriving at the end of the year, not just surviving. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Teacher Time Podcast, a space where teachers are empowered to take control of their prep time so they can enjoy their time off guilt-free. You know how teachers are always working long hours? Here, we're changing that norm together by tackling your biggest productivity questions and planning challenges. I'm your host, Stephanie Polovchik, kindergarten teacher, toddler mama, and your very own productivity mentor. I know what it takes to get your important tasks done so you can consistently work your scheduled hours as a teacher, and I'm sharing it all with you here. In this community, we believe that you can be an effective teacher without sacrificing your free time. So let's ditch that constant cycle of overwhelm for teacher time strategies that work. Why? Because your time matters. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Teacher Time Podcast. I am joined today by Sarah Marie from the Stellar Teacher Company. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Stephanie. I'm so excited to be here today. Me too. I'm so excited to have you. So before we jump into today's topic and what we're going to talk about, could you just introduce yourself, tell everyone who you are, how you got started doing all of this? And yeah. Yeah. So I am Sarah Marie. I am the creator behind the Stellar Teacher Company. I am also the host of the Stellar Teacher Podcast and I primarily serve upper elementary reading teachers specifically, but I love supporting really all teachers. Um, And I, golly, how did I get started with this? That's like such a good question. I spent many years, too many to even count or remember, working as a first grade, second grade, and fourth grade teacher, as well as a literacy coach, assistant principal. So I've kind of experienced everything in the classroom. And ultimately, I wanted to be able to take kind of my impact beyond uh, what was available to me within the school. And so that's when I left the classroom and I now work full time in the Stellar Teacher Company, recording podcasts, creating uh, resources. I have a reading membership for upper elementary teachers. And I don't know, I just love it. I feel like I've got the best job being able to support and encourage teachers. Yeah, I love it. I can relate so much to everything that you're saying. And I love hearing just about your experience and how like well-rounded that is, because I think that just shows how much you can bring to Yeah, I definitely think back to like my days in the classroom, both like lower and upper. And I think about like when I was an assistant principal or like a literacy coach and just like having all of that experience, I feel very fortunate uh, just to have experienced a wide range of like positions within education. Yeah, that's awesome. So today we're going to be talking about how literacy routines can prevent end of the year like chaos, because as we know, the end of the year gets really crazy for everyone. Students become restless, more talkative. 
we're going to talk about like how teachers can eliminate that stress using literacy routines. But before we dive into all of that, can you talk a little bit about like what specifically a literacy routine is? Yeah. So I, one, I love just like being, turning anything into a routine. Um, I feel like it makes it, um, I don't know, just like super user-friendly, easy for students and easy for teachers, because basically what a literacy routine is, or any routine, is any activity that has a specific set of tasks or steps that can be easily repeated by just swapping out the content. Um, So it's like you could have a word of the week where students complete like the same like word study activities. And the only thing that is changing is the word every single week. You could do something like a poem of the week where students every single, every single week, you know, they, they read it, they practice their fluency, they discuss questions about it, whatever it is, but it's the same set of tasks. The only thing that's changing is the poem. You could do picture of the day. You could do story of the week. I mean, the routines are endless, but like the, the main thing is, is that it has a set of like repeatable, like steps that students know exactly what they're supposed to do. It's easy to like replicate by just making one like small change. So I love, I love using routines in my classroom. I feel like it's a really easy way to like automate your literacy instruction. Yes. And you know, I'm a big fan of routines as well. And because not only are they great for students, but they're so helpful for teachers too. Like as you're talking, I'm just thinking like, yes, if you are implementing routines like this, you are going to save so much time planning and so much stress when you're teaching. <laughs> well, yeah. And that's like one of the, and one of the things we'll talk about later in the episode, but just like one, that's one of the huge benefits. And also like one of the sort of like indicators of if something is a really good routine is that it becomes low prep for teachers because you're not having to like find a bunch of new activities or resources or spend hours over the weekend prepping something because the routine sort of like runs itself. So lots of benefits to having literacy routines sprinkled in your classroom, especially at the end of the year. <laughs> Yes, when you really, really need it. And oh my goodness, you are just speaking to my teacher heart right now. So, okay, so let's talk about then how literacy routines help specifically at the end of the year. So, you know, hopefully this is like one of those things that like literacy routines are beneficial like the entire year. So like hopefully your audience has been using some of these things. But if you haven't, the end of the year is a great time to even like start and implement and teach your students new routines, you know, or if you haven't been doing routines, like April is never too late to start. There are still like six, seven, eight, nine, ten, depending on where you live, maybe 12 weeks of school left. Um, so you have plenty of time to like get your students to be independent. But some of the benefits of having literacy, literacy routines in your classroom at the end of the year is, first of all, it provides a really concrete structure when your schedule can often become loose and a little bit lax. You know, it's like if you think about it at the end of the year, at least I remember, it's like there's things like field day and, you know, end of year like graduation ceremonies and like science fairs and promotions and concerts and like, oh, we don't have recess today because there's the fun run and oh, the enrichment schedule is mixed up because of whatever. Um, And so the schedule is just abnormal. And so anything that you can do in your classroom just to maintain structure and routine is going to sort of help your students like overcome the changes that are in like the school-wide schedule. So I think that is one of the huge benefits. But another one is that routines are a really easy way to keep students engaged and meaningful content 
up until the very last day of the school year. And I don't know what it's like at your school, but I remember where I taught. And even when I was an assistant principal, sort of like the, the expectation was like teachers, like you are teaching content up until the very last day of school. Like May is not an excuse to watch movies every single day, you know, and it's the end of the year is hectic and chaotic. And sometimes throwing on a movie is the easy way to do it. But you know, we want our students to be engaged and making progress and growing as readers and writers every minute we have them. And so routines are a great way to keep students like engaged in that. But also going back to the whole like low prep for teachers, I think that's a huge benefit. And if you like teach the routines correctly, you can build in a lot of student independence. So when students are independently working their way through the routines, teachers now have a little more time to possibly catch up on end of year grades, prepare those end of year reports for summer schools, pack up their library, you know, take down a bulletin board. Look, the end of year to-do list for teachers is crazy. And so if you can carve out just a little bit of time during your day where your students, you know, are engaged and you can tackle some of those like extra tasks, it's a win-win. Totally. Yes. Oh my goodness. So many good points. And I just love how you really hit home that it there is still plenty of time left in the school year. And we do want to be using all of that time to get our students prepared before they leave for summer break, right? And we, I mean, one of our biggest goals as teachers is sending them to the next grade ready um, and with yeah. those independent skills um, and the literacy skills that they need. So yeah, routine is just going to be such a fabulous way to make sure that those in end of year interruptions don't disrupt all the progress that you've been making with them. Yeah. Well, and I think like another benefit too is like another benefit for teachers. And this is almost just like a selfish one, but like it, this end of year, you know, especially if you want to start a new routine, it's a great opportunity for you to practice something new and see if it fits with your schedule and your style of teaching. You know, so often over the summertime, it's like, I know teachers do professional development and they research and they're like, oh, I want to try this. And I want to incorporate, you know, this thing on Fridays. And I want to do this with my small groups. But sometimes you start those things and you're like, this is not going how I thought, but you can almost use like this end of year as like a test for next year. So if you're like, Hey, I've never done poem of the week before. I want to try it, try it out at the end of the year. See if you like it before you make that like a part of your schedule for the upcoming school year. So you can even use it as a chance to like field test and like practice things that you might want to try next year. Yeah, that's such a great point, especially because like at this point in the year, for the most part, your students are like independent, you know, they, they know the general routine. So if there's anything that you're wanting to weave in or try, this is a great time to test it out. Yep, absolutely. Okay, so we've talked about what a routine is and why it can be beneficial. So for teachers who maybe haven't been implementing a literacy routine, how can they design or create a purposeful one? Absolutely. So first of all, literally anything, anything can be turned into a routine. I mean, you can take your word study, you can take vocabulary, you can take comprehension, you can take independent reading, you know, anything that you turn in, like anything that you're doing with your students can become a routine. And I think part of like a high quality routine is making sure that it is going to be fun for you and your students. um, And it's something that they're going to enjoy. So like thinking about, you know, if you had a really fun literacy experience, think about how you could sort of like automate that and turn it into a routine. But there's a couple sort of just like indicators that you want to think about. So as you're either like designing your own routine or planning one, or if you're like, I want to be that lazy teacher route and I'm just going to go to like teachers be teachers and find like a routine already ready to go, which is totally fine. You still want to like, take some time to evaluate and consider, is it 
Like, is this a good routine? So a couple of things that you want to think about is, first of all, making sure that like the routine is actually a meaningful and productive use of your time. So even though we're at the end of the year, you know, we still want our students to grow as readers and writers. And so you want to make sure that this routine, however long it takes, it's a good use of your time. And so one of the best ways to do that is just to simply ask yourself, how is this routine going to help my students as a reader or writer, or even if you're doing like a math routine or whatever it is, just like, what is the student benefit? And you should hopefully be able to like clearly articulate that. So it's like, if you're doing a word of the week routine, it's like, okay, students are going to learn how to use context clues. If you're doing like a picture of the day, it's like, okay, students are practicing with their inferential thinking. If it's, you know, a poem of the week, then it's like students are getting an opportunity to practice fluency. So whatever the routine is, there should be a clear academic benefit attached to it. So I think that's like the first thing that's really important to consider. Um, The next thing though, is making sure that the routine has predictable and easy to follow steps for students to complete independently. Like that's the ultimate goal. Um, Obviously, if you're just like introducing this routine for the first time, you want to make sure that students, like you're going to model, you're going to teach, you're going to practice it whole group. But eventually the goal is to like release your students and let them do it on their own So you want to make sure that the steps are easy for students to follow. And depending on your grade, obviously, like a routine in kindergarten is going to look very different than a routine in second grade. And that's going to look very different than a routine in fifth grade. And so you have to really just consider and even a routine in kindergarten in one classroom could look very different than what another kindergarten classroom could handle. And so I think just like thinking about what what are my students able to handle? You know, if it's like a weekly routine, maybe thinking about having just like one activity or task per day. If it's a daily routine, just making sure that students know like the two or three steps they need to take. Things that I tend to do that like help with this is, you know, like practicing the routine, modeling it, but also providing students with like a checklist, a template, if there's some sort of like worksheet that you can like print and mask, like it's the same worksheet every single day week. It's just the the content's being swapped. So if you can just like copy all them for the rest of the year um, and have those available or even like making an anchor chart so that way students know it's like, okay, these are the steps that we take. So you just want to make sure that students can easily predict and execute the steps. And then the last thing is making sure that it, it is low prep for you. You know, so often we come up with like activities for our students or tasks and they end up being great. But we're like, oh my gosh, that took so much time for me to cut and paste and sort and put in little baggies and all of these things. And then after the students execute it, I have to reorganize everything. So the the goal of these like routines is to make sure that they are low prep for you. So like I said, ideally, all you're doing is swapping out one element, whether it's a story, a picture, a word, a word family, you know, something, and then the rest of it students can complete in the exact same way. And that will save you tons of time. Yes, I, you can see me like nodding my head <laughs> over here to everything that you say because it's all so true, so important. Um, so just like quick recap there, um, lots of fabulous information. So the routines need to be meaningful. So they need to be attached to, like you're saying, like a student benefit, right? Yeah. And then um, predictable for the students, but also for you. And then mm-hmm. love Yeah, absolutely. Especially, I mean, I think like that low prep part, it's like as teachers, we don't want like, you know, we want our time to have like a good like return on our investment, you know? And I think like another sort of like element I'll throw in there is like an added bonus is like also considering like, 
how much time will this take my students? Like, is like, is me spending the time teaching my students how to do this routine and building their independence? Is that actually going to carve out like a substantial amount of independent time? Cause it's like, if you teach them this routine and then it only takes them like two minutes to complete, it's probably not a good sort of like use of the time, like find a routine that's going to, you know, take students like 10, 15, you know, minutes for lower elementary and possibly even like 20, 30 and like middle to upper elementary um, to complete independently, because then that's where you do get the benefit of having some time during the day to possibly like do some of those extra tasks. Not that short routines are bad, but again, thinking at the end of the year, you have a little more time. So find, find an activity or a task that might take your students a little bit longer to complete. Totally. Yes. I, I agree 100%. I think there's just so many benefits to that. So, okay. So now that we kind of know, like, how can we create a routine? Can you give us some examples of like specific routines that teachers can be using even at the end of the year? Yeah, absolutely. And I, like I said, literally anything you could do could be turned into a routine. So a couple of things that you could do specifically for like lower elementary is if you're, if you're not already doing it, I love doing poem of the week and I love, I love poetry and I love poem of the week for all grade levels, K through five, but it's really great for lower elementary because it can hit on so many different within one poem, you can hit on so many of like the key reading skills. So it's like, you could find a poem and one day you could be just talking about phonemic awareness and identifying rhyming words and having conversations about, you know, like just words that rhyme and sounds and all of that stuff. And then the next day you could be focusing on phonics and looking for specific like word families or blends um, and extending that and have students like write words with those blends. And, you know, one day you could be focusing on fluency where students are reading for expression and, you know, they practice reading with different voices and, you know, different inflections and different pausing. One day could be comprehension where you ask them questions. Um, So super simple. And all you're doing is every week finding a different poem. So that is like, I feel like a super easy routine to get started with and works regardless of your grade. Another routine that I love using in any grade level K through five is picture of the day or picture of the week. And I love doing this for there's like there's so many ways that you can use pictures for your reading skills. You could look at a picture and you could have students practice, you know, asking questions about like what is happening in the picture. Um, You could also have students, you know, asking specific comprehension questions. So if there's like a person, have them think about like the character, like the character, you know, the person's feelings, what are their actions? Like, how would you describe that person? Um, They could look at the setting of the photograph and like connect it to like the idea of like story elements, but you could even use like pictures to work on like writing skills, like students could write a statement, a question and exclamation all about the same picture. You know, you could have students write a list of all of like the nouns they see in a picture or all of the verbs they see, or you could ask them to write a sentence. And, you know, this is a little bit more like for first grade, second grade, but like past tense, present tense, future tense. So again, it's one picture and it's basically just every day you're assigning a specific set of like reading or writing activities or tasks that go with it. So those are two kind of like of my favorite ones. Other ones that you could do in lower elementary, especially if you're looking to carve out time, is you could even do something like story, story of the week, find a video on YouTube of a picture book. And every day your students will listen to the story and students love repeated readings. Like this is one of the things where I'm like, I read this picture book to my students and they're like, read it again, read it again. So having students listen to the same story multiple days in a row is not a bad thing, but they could listen to the story. And then every day there's a different discussion question that they either have to like discuss with a friend or respond to in writing or illustrating. And then that could carve out like a lot of time. So again, like just think about like, what are things that I could, that we've done in the past that I could basically automate and turn into 
a routine where it's predictable every day of the week. So many great ideas. So we do, and I personally, like from experience can say that poem of the week and story of the week are huge like so beneficial in our classroom for student comprehension um, and growing their literacy skills. I have never done picture of the day, but you can bet that we are going to start doing this at the end of the year now. Um, I was, I was going to say picture of the day. I started doing it when I was in fourth grade and I was like, why did I not do this when I started teaching anything? Because like I said, it's like, you can literally any, any reading or writing skill you can teach using a picture. And so it's like, we started And honestly, you can connect it even to like science and social studies. So there's ways you can make it cross curricular. Um, But it's just like, and a couple of the things that I love, I'll just like give a little like promotional for why you should use pictures to teach literacy skills. But it's such a good bridge, I think, you know, for students who struggle to whether it's like reading and comprehending um, or applying skills to their independent reading or writing, like doing it with a picture versus a text can be a really great way to boost their confidence because they're not having to like read and process the text. They're just getting to practice their inferential thinking skills, you know, or whatever the skill specifically is. So I love using pictures as a way to sort of like introduce or like preview any sort of like comprehension skill before we apply it to a text. We apply it to a picture first and it students love it. Teachers love it. And it works great. So yeah, definitely try it out. And that'd be a great one if you haven't started it yet. Like the end of the year is a good time to try a new routine. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I know. Like I am doing this. I love it. And I'm, cause I'm already thinking about how it can help build student confidence um, and comprehension, you know, and students yeah. who need to practice asking and answering questions. Um, yeah. That's going to be such a great and engaging way to practice. I'm so excited. I was going to say, or even with, I can't wait to hear how it goes, but like even with writing, like giving students a picture and have them like tell them to like write a story about what is happening in the picture. I mean, such an easy way. Again, it's like you could use the same picture, discuss the comprehension element of it, have them do some writing. Like it, it is multi, like there's so many things you can do with it. So that's a really fun routine because it's has options. Yeah. So many options, easy to implement. I love it. I, oh my gosh. I, I can't wait to, I hope I hear from listeners about how they're implementing this too. That's going to be awesome. Okay. And one, let me just give one, because this is one of my, this is one of my favorite routines, but a couple. Okay. So one Google obviously has like a ton of photos, but one of the things that I love doing, if you're going to do picture of the day is ask your students to bring in and contribute a picture to like picture of the day. So that way they're like personally invested and it's fun for them to see. And it could be like a picture of like their family on vacation or celebrating or like a special place that they have, or like a picture of their mom when she was younger, it can be any picture, but it's just fun for students to like bring in a picture that they can share. And then you can do the same routine, but rather than finding a random picture on the internet, your students are bringing in something from home. So that's a fun little tip to make it even a little more personal. Yes. Love it. I love it. Great way to get them invested and engaged and just build that homeschool connection. So absolutely. Okay. Wow. Oh my goodness. So much, so many great like ideas and ways to implement literacy routines, even at the end of the year. Um, So now for teachers who have been using literacy routines in the classroom all year long, um, I feel like you've touched on this definitely, but how else can they maximize that for the end of the school year? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you've been using like these types of routines all year long, like kudos to you. Good job. Like these are, (laughs) these are the things that are going to help build like readers and writers. 
but there are always ways that we can like extend, um, you know, and we don't always necessarily just want to like, let's extend to try to make this longer. So I have more time to like tackle my to-do list, but also like, how can we extend this routine and, you know, something that students have already become independent at, how can we then maximize this routine to get like the sort of like most academic like benefit out of it? Um, so if you've already been doing like, any routine, a couple of things that you could do to just like help sort of like spice up the routine and make it even more beneficial at the end of the year is thinking about how you can add in like a collaborative or movement element to it. Um, so a couple of things that you could do is like if it is a independent task where students have been doing something independently, you could turn that into like partner practice. So now the routine is done with a partner. And one of the things I love doing is anytime I do partner practice with students and there's writing involved, there's two kids, but they get one piece of paper and one pencil. So that way they are forced to share and go back and forth and like talk about their answers before they do the writing. Um, so you could always like take that and turn like the independent practice into partner practice, or you could have students complete the routine independently and then have them find a buddy and have them share about it and talk about it with a friend. Um, the other thing is, is you could also take your routine and turn it into like a movement activity. So if like you usually discuss things, you know, like whole group where everybody's sitting on the carpet and you're like, you know, looking at the picture or whatever, rather than doing that, like I love doing even little like mix and mingles where it's like students get to walk around, maybe play a little music. And then when the music stops, they have to find a friend and then they have to discuss the question with that friend. And then the music plays, they walk around a little more, the music stops, they find another friend and then whatever the next question is. So Adding in these like collaborative or movement elements are just a way for students, I think, especially to work on their like speaking and listening skills when they can like interact with their peers, especially if it was something that was independent. So that is one thing that you can do. Um, another thing that you could do is allow students to become the facilitators of the routines. So if you have done routines all year long and they've been led by you, the teacher, this is a great time to let your students sign up to be teacher of the day for the poem of the week or the picture of the day or the story of the week, whatever it is, and let the students be the one to ask the questions and facilitate the timing and just like, you know, literally facilitate the whole routine. And I think that, I mean, that is great because students can take a little bit more ownership. I mean, any grade level students love, not all students, but a lot of students love having the opportunity to be the teacher for a moment. Um, and again, if it's something you've been doing all year long, your students can do that without you. Um, and I think that just helps build confidence and buy-in, you know, letting students run the routine. Um, and then a third thing that you can consider doing is adding in a like more substantial writing element to it. And so this would require just a little bit of like thought and planning, you know, but it's like, if you've done like a poem of the week, then on Fridays, have your students practice writing a poem in the same style of like that poem of the week. You know, if you were doing like a word of the day um, or word of the week, like have your students take those words and then on Friday, write a story using those words. You know, if you're doing like a picture of the week on Friday, that'd be a great day to like do the extended, write a story about this picture. Um, you can even though like not even that is sort of way you could always add in like a writing element where students have to reflect on the routine for the week and identify like, which day were you most successful? Like, why do you think you were most successful? Like which day was most challenging? Why was that most challenging? And even just reflect on the, their actual like participation and engagement with that routine. So adding in an additional writing element or an extended writing element can always be a really great way to sort of just like extend some of these routines. So those are a couple of things that if you've been doing routines for the entire year, like adding those things in can just sort of like 
beef them up a little bit to get you through to the end of the year. Yeah. It just gives it like a little bit of a fresh take, right? Like sometimes you need to freshen up and I'm, I'm loving the like teacher of the day for, you know, one of your literacy routines, because I don't know, I feel like by this point in the year, my kids are like, okay, we've got this, like, let me jump in. They'd love that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yes. And I mean, even that is like a fun thing to do because it's like every day you could like the surprise, like who gets to be the teacher for the day, you know? Um, and so just like the suspense of that, like easy ways to like get a little more engagement, like give students a little more ownership and then you can step back a little bit. I I'm obsessed with all of these ideas. I literally like have been taking notes and just, I mean, I think, I think it's going to be great. So if you doubt it at all that you could have fresh literacy routines at the end of the school year, now, you know, you definitely can, and they are going to be insanely helpful, not just for you, but for your students too. Absolutely. Um, well, I hope I was gonna say, I hope these ideas are helpful. I know, I know the end of the year, like I remember living it, like the end of the year is hectic and chaotic for teachers. And so, you know, I think now is the time with like some, some weeks left in the year to sort of just like, think about like, what gift can I give myself? Um, and I think just like being really intentional about refining some of these routines so that way your students can be like fully independent up until that last day of school. I mean, literally the last day of school, you could be doing poem of the week, story of the week, picture of the day with your students. And it'd be a beautiful way to end the year. It really will. And I mean, I don't know, like, I don't know about you, but like end of the year planning sometimes feels a little bit challenging. Like, what do I do? What, like, you know, you can keep those routines. Like that's going to make it even easier. Right. Oh, well, for sure. And I, I mean, I remember one year, it's like textbooks are getting collected May 1st. And I'm like, we teach until May 20th. Like, what am I, what? This doesn't make sense, you know? So it's like, if like your teaching materials are disappearing, like a lot of these can be done without having to have like a major curriculum or program. It's like easy, easy to teach and implement with just like, you know, find a poem, find a picture, story, like YouTube videos. There's resources that will be available to you. Yes, exactly what every teacher needs at the end of the school year. So thank you so, so much for this gift of this episode and just like all of the fantastic tips that you shared with us. Um, Sarah, where can our listeners connect with you if they want to learn more? Absolutely. So I um, am the host of the Stellar Teacher Podcast. And every week I release a new episode. Uh, We talk a lot about literacy, but we talk just a lot about teaching in general. So um, everybody's welcome to listen. And then you can also um, check out my website. It is stellarteacher.com. And then I spend quite a bit of time over on Instagram. I am at the Stellar Teacher Company. I I say this in my podcast every single week, and I truly mean it. I love connecting with teachers. And so if you've got questions, whether it's about, you know, end of year routines, classroom management, scheduling, um, teaching, reading, teaching anything, like I love supporting teachers. So do not hesitate to reach out to me. I would love to connect with you. And thank you so much for letting me come and chat with you and your audience today. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for being here, Sarah. Definitely go connect with her over on Instagram and listen to the Stellar Teacher Podcast. I know you guys are going to find that helpful. Sarah also has a free schedule. Um, it's like a scheduling guide. Yeah, okay. it's a, I was going to say it is, it'll be super helpful during the summer, yeah. but it provides like sample literacy schedules. So if you have like a 90 minute block or 120 minute block or like, you know, everything in between, it provides sample schedules with ideas on how you could incorporate everything in because I know scheduling is very tricky. It's like a big old puzzle. Um, so hopefully I've like solved that puzzle for you and you can see some sample schedules and help that inspire you for next year as well. Awesome. Super helpful. We will make sure to link to that in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here, Sarah. You're welcome. Thanks so much, Stephanie. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. 
If you loved what we talked about here and want to connect further, you can find everything you need on my website, www.teachinglittleleaders.com. And if you loved this episode in particular, share it with your teacher friends by taking a screenshot and posting to Instagram stories. Make sure to tag me at teachinglittleleaders so I can see it and reshare. I'll see you next Tuesday. Have a fabulous week.